want to get straight into it. You're a Palestinian Canadian. Yep. Um, I want to talk about your. Here. Yeah. Oh, not anymore. <laughs> My bad. Let's do that again? Yep. Okay. Check, check. Are we good? Zara? Yeah. Check, so check. I'm buckle? Uh, yeah. Whoa! Assalamu alaikum, brothers and sisters. Another episode of Buckle Up With Me today is someone not only cool and amazing, but someone who I consider my brother. Uh, he's a writer, an amazing personality, a journalist, overall a kick-ass human being. Shakir Khaza with us. What's up, man? Hello, Vikas. Akhbarak. Very good. You good? Super hot. I know, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. You ready to buckle up? Yeah, yeah for sure. Buckling it up. Buckle up. With the great Shakir. Shakir, you have inspired me yani, in so many ways, my brother. Thank you. For real. I know we've met not a lot of times, but I've been following your story and you're someone who's really inspiring. So you're Palestinian Canadian. I want to get straight into it. You were born in a refugee camp in Lebanon. Yani, the amount of darkness, I can't even imagine. And you're one of the most positive people that I know. For real. How were you able to become this positive force getting what? born from a dark place? Well, like, I'm gonna disagree with you on this point. Okay. I know it, as an outsider, you could see a refugee camp and you could see displacement as a dark thing. Yes. But I never felt that it was a dark part or dark stage of my life. Like, mm. it's actually, it pushes you. And I was born into a great community. Like, in my camp, 25,000 people, they have a common cause. Mm. They have a common grounds, common hopes. So when you're born in such community and such that identity, you. it empowers you, wow. it pushes you forward. Yeah, but see, that's another mentality that's amazing because not everyone takes it that way. Because I'm sure there is sometimes it's also difficult. You were born in, in, in not a, let's call it normal situations. Mm -hmm. you know? So how were you able to still navigate through that? I know you had a, like you're saying, great community and that's amazing thinking, by the way. Mm -hmm. But how were you able to, you know, get out? And it's the sense of survival. Like, it's the sense of, I need a better tomorrow. And if you look at the prophets of God, for example, they all fled from one place to another. They navigated. And I think they set a great example of, like, several, sadly, several generations of displacement that today exist. Like, let's look at Moses, Jesus, and Prophet Muhammad. Three of them had to go through moving from one place to another for safety. And they didn't let anything stop them. And they built civilizations afterwards. Mm. So yeah, I look up to them, actually, the three of them in their navigation. And it, it's again, another reason why you should follow this man because it's incredible how there's a certain perception when it comes to you know refugees you know like i said maybe their perception is you know it's 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 dark it's hard it's 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 you know it's not an easy life mm -hmm. but you coming in and saying that you know actually that worked in my yeah. you know yeah it definitely did and i hope today we have like over 50 million refugees yeah i hope the world doesn't look at them like down but mm. in looks at them as individuals with capabilities the, the with thing talent is, yeah 100 percent. but again sometimes you feel how are they able to get a, a fair chance of life uh, you know like you make your own chance mm -hmm. and that makes you a stronger person I yeah you have to make your own chance and mm. there's the kindness of people like in my case a lot of people encouraged me to you know apply to Canada okay to, they helped me with the application so it was like a push from somebody I, I like what you said sometimes and I believe it's in all your books if you need help ask for it yeah. if you get yes great if no, no. then ask for it someone else yeah but it's amazing the fact that you keep, how do you keep that positive positivity going on? 
um, by spending time with people like you. <laughs> oh. No, seriously, the, um, the positivity. You have a certain force. You, I've you're, never been. You've been able to accomplish so many things, Shaq. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. You know, you've been personality of the year. You have four books. You're someone who is. You know, Huffington Post. You're someone who've reported a war. Journal. Yeah, and he, Like there's yeah. so many things. I don't know negativity actually. I really don't know it. And if I see sometimes people that are. Negative, negative or anything you know there's uh, in physics there, like one beam of light can light a whole room of darkness this is the power of positivity uh, negativity is a very weak i think um what do you want to call it phenomena or mm. whatever so yeah i've never i don't know i've do, never do you, do you try to not to keep like close to f- negative people around your no, life i don't mind them? negative people actually okay. they're people and they yeah. <laughs> not everyone has to be positive yeah. there are mornings that because that's it, another thing a lot of people think that hey where does he get this positive is he always positive and i'm sure you got your i have some your, downtime but it yeah. doesn't mean i it's negativity the opposite of positivity i don't think is negativity the opposite of positivity is you know being numb wow. negativity is another feeling and yeah, he, yeah. that's beautiful what you just said Thank wow you. Man, type. Were uh, you uh, supporting Spain in the yeah, World Cup? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think oh, I'm inside a Spanish fan. <laughs> they, always. They like, left you know, early. In the I know. World. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for reminding me. Second, I was just having a good time right there. <laughs> when uh, the is done. Yeah. <laughs> Viva France. No, yeah. Big time. Um, uh, Shakir. Okay, so you've written, mashallah, four books. Tale of Tala is, is, I want to talk about the plot. Mm-hmm. It's basically, you know, a Palestinian woman. Yep. She was part of uh, going to the uh, borders. Yeah. And then, so Tale uh, of Tala gives you the journey of so many people today, how they leave their home. Mm. So in Tala's case, she was in Lebanon, a Palestinian, goes to Turkey with her husband uh, on the hopes to go to reach Germany. Yeah. In Turkey, she loses her husband. You'll have to read. And the then she had to. Know. She had to. And go. she does it on her own. Mm. And uh, human traffickers human take her, and she becomes in the human trafficking dark world in prostitution and. Now uh, again, I'm being devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. I've seen what people wrote sometimes on social media, and uh, people were talking. How do you like Palestine is already Palestine is already for the people out there. Like you know, there's a lot of ne- not negativity, but it's down mm-hmm. with the situation. Like why are you talking about that? Now I have a, own my personal opinion because I think that you saw that in real life as a journalist, mm-hmm. and you wrote about it, and you write about what you know. But what do you think about like? what they say uh, in Arabic there's a really Mithal. nice yeah quote, okay uh, the person who um, somehow silent. doesn't say the truth or yeah. say the truth is a yeah is a, is a devil is a devil yeah. yeah and I don't want to be a devil if there's a problem we need to talk about it we mm. can't just for sake of sensitivities and for the sake of as long as I'm doing it in a respectful way صح. and a way that but a how book are you? is like a guest as well to your home and to readers' homes and their countries. And True. So as long as I'm doing it in a way that respects these limits mm. and I think, you know, if I didn't do it, then human trafficking will become even a better and better. When you arrived, yesterday I landed in Abu Dhabi. Yes. When I landed, there is a big sign that says if about human trafficking. There, if you know of an incident reported and I really respected that because mm. like there's here like an advocacy right at the door of your plane so same thing with books it needs to be at your doorstep in your home yeah and I think Tala served that I mean people talked about human trafficking and mm. did, did you feel did you feel pressured when when you start hearing this kind of comments like that or no you, you knew that this is coming oh I knew it was coming okay. yeah yeah okay. of course I <laughs> there's a you yeah. know a Palestinian woman and I'm Palestinian I'm yeah. not going to do I, anything that I mean, hurts my that's my reply you know? like the guy is Palestinian yeah. what are you talking yeah. about but it was at the beginning when the book was released yes yes 
I think now people are starting to realize when they read it, I think they get the point. And I think most of the people are like, "How are you talking about the Palestinian struggle using a human trafficking story?" Which well, it's one of the one, one of, of yeah. the tragedy of the Palestinian people that's been going on for over 70 years. Yeah, it's just another aspect, sad yeah. aspect, but it's yeah. an aspect. You were a reporter on the borders mm -hmm. between was it um, Slovenia and Croatia? Croatia. Yeah, so how was that? Like, what did you? Well, I mean, maybe you could tell us a story about the things that you've seen because you were on the ground, no? Yeah. The hardest thing, honestly, was when so we were at the border, and then trains would come every few hours, mm. carrying you know hundreds of refugees, and they were heading again eventually to Germany. You so, were there, sorry, to a part of the cover to the. Uh, I was writing stories uh, for the Huffington, Huffington Post. Post. Okay, cool. And the most tragic, I think, thing that I saw was maybe uh, when the trains were coming, people did not know which country they were Oof. in. So you'd see kids, you'd see sometimes parents who lost their kids, they don't know where their kids are. So as soon as they saw people, human beings, outside of the trains and the train was slowing down, they would ask us, like, where are we exactly? How far are we from Germany? You would see, like, that uncertainty and everything. My grandfather went through the same probably 70 years ago on a, on a train on foot. So it was very... Uh, personal to me. Yeah. It was hard to keep the objectivity of journalism. Mm. And from that, I think, experience, I stopped. There's nothing in my world, not in like, I'm not saying technically, but in my world, there's nothing called journalism and it's called storytelling. There's a story you see in yes. front of you, yeah. you tell it. Wow. And if that, you know, if that is the way that, uh, or that is the way I've taken my career now, mm. now with the new book, also a story that caught my attention, I'm writing a book about it. So we need that. And, but anyway, the borders was something, I think just looking at the kids, the kids what like I related to the most. Uh, they didn't know where they were on this planet. Um, they don't know, I didn't know where they're headed to. Mm. They could end up in a refugee camp in Croatia, or they could end up um, badly treated in another country or kidnapped. We have over 50,000 missing kids, I think, today from the refugee crisis in Europe. I think I saw a time where humanity should feel ashamed. Yeah. But again, you, do you feel this beam of light is there? Because there's so many great people like you and many others as well who are shedding really light on so many amazing topics. Do you think that will make a difference, Shakir? Because um, right now we got an orange man mm -hmm. somehow. Oh, <laughs> that, that man. Listen, I have a flight in 12 hours to Orange no, I mean, Man. I mean, but again, you know, the things that he says sometimes is crazy. Look, anyway, but you know. What he says is not something that's foreign to the world. We've Sorry. always had. Like, yes. this is a humanity. Yeah. There's point A, point B. We tend to be on one point, we'll disagree with the other point, and we will say but I think that in 2018, it's important also to recognize that this orange man represents a lot of orange people around the world. <laughs> like, that's true. And, and that's what scares me the most. Yeah, a and lot. we need to have like... Yeah. I mean, dialogue. Yeah, I know. Like when we talk about, for example, the example I gave earlier, the prophets of God being yes. uh, refugees. When we remind the orange people, now this is a new term, the orange people. <laughs> I think orange stands for a political party in yeah. Lebanon. We should yeah. be careful. Oh. <laughs> we don't mean those. Like, yeah, just, yeah <laughs> so to be with orange hair. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like when you remind them who were your ancestors, they were people that fled wars to come and, you know, settle in a country. We, like displacement is very historic and very personal to us, to all of us. At some point, someone in our families guaranteed went through the same, whatever you are from. 
Yeah, it's incredible that you put it that way because I don't think a lot of people relate to it that much. Another question I really want to ask you as a journalist now, mm -hmm. regarding Palestine, mm -hmm. do you think people are being normalized what's happening? It has been, or it is just beginning to... I'm from Saudi Arabia and mm -hmm. you know I grew up, Palestine wasn't really talked about on our national news. I had to go to hip hop and rap to understand what the, the agony of Philistines is going and what they're going through and what exactly, mm -hmm. you know. But do you think it's being normalized? Like, are we as Arabs now becoming, because again, one thing that you said and was amazingly salute you for, you said something if uh, along the lines, if Palestine is not free, then none of us are free. Yeah. Uh, and I love that. Yeah, and I think because the issue, the Arab world is not, let's not beat ourselves hard. Like we are a nation. Mm. that is going through a lot. We yes. have so many countries at war. Yeah. We have so many issues going on. True. And Palestine is, you know, one of the issues. Of course. And it's one major issue that has been, you know, for 70 years now. Normalized, sadly, it's, I would see it from a journalist point of view. Mm. When you go to your news desk, what bleeds leads today in, we are 2018, let's be realistic. So when we had that, for example, the Tamimi issue, yeah. we saw for a few days the entire Arab world talking about, about it. Yes. So no, the Arab world did not forget Palestine. Mm. But, you know, in this century, with that whole concept of what bleeds leads, sadly, what's current is going to get the attention. What's current? Yeah. And it's going to get it for a couple of days and people are going to move to the next happening issue. Is that okay? You know, I don't know. It's normal? It's not okay and it's not not okay. Like, mm. it's what we are, what we have created. Like, you use Instagram. Yes. You, so, if I posted a picture a week ago, you probably saw it and interacted with it. Yeah. And today, if that picture maybe means very little to you compared to something I would post right now, like the mm. picture we're going to take after this. We're going to take a picture. That. Yeah. True that. So, yeah, it's part of our generation's identity this whole news mechanism. You know, Shaka, while you're talking right now, I'm still getting, with all the negative things that are happening, I'm still getting positivity even in This the, is maybe the t-shirt I wore yeah. for you today. Yeah, but Peace begins with a smile. Man, so I how, love but again, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm being very realistic. Sometimes it's hard to believe. So I guess, I'm, I'm, and this is what I reason, mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I did buckle up is because I also want to educate myself and it's not easy to get into that kind of mood, mm -hmm. man. Like you have a lot of problems, a lot of issues. While I was talking to you right now, like we've been here talking about like for 10 minutes, I realized that I'm trying to tell you that the world, there's <laughs> a lot of negative in the world. You still say, fee shape, ijabi, fee positive. Alhamdulillah. I don't know who, why, where from, but I'm glad. I'm really glad. Yeah. If you're because... ever going, to, you know, feeling down in life, you can call me. Hotline 1 800 Shaker. Do you think, I mean, when it comes to your books, uh, mm -hmm. I've also heard about that. Like the first, apparently, like three books were a bit dark. Was that reflective of the areas of the sessions or the, the period that you passed through? Yeah, maybe I reflect darkness in my books. All books? my books have a very dark side, like really yeah. dark. And I like writing dark. I actually was writing last night from my hotel here till okay. 5 30 in the morning. Okay. And I was writing something really like dark. Okay. My, you know, the world, as I said, there's darkness, there's light mm. always. So maybe so, I keep the darkness to my writing and my books and yeah. I keep light to my buddies and my life. <laughs> That's interesting. Shaka, do you think that, um, I mean, you're, you wrote in English. Do you think if you ever wrote in Arabic, you would get this much publicity? I don't know what you think about. There's a certain saying that you need to make it out there for you to respect in um, Arab world? Like my education was in English because yes. I studied in Canada and I feel way more comfortable writing in English myself. Yeah. Plus English is a universal language. True. But I do know that 
Arabic for me is very important. It's in my heritage line. It's mm. in my Arab identity. So Tale of Tala is coming out in Arabic so, in September. And nice. I'm really excited for that. I didn't do the translation. Nadine Nasrallah and Ashad Antoine, they did that translation. Big up. Big up. I can't wait for that. But I read it and like I felt like an amazing feeling because I like Arabic. Like, Did it reflect can... exactly what was in English? Like, did it really get it right? Yeah. Nadine, the translator, she did an amazing job. Okay. There were some challenges, of course. Yes, of course. Um, especially with certain parts. And as I said, a book is like a guest in your home. So if I was like, let's say, wearing um, swimming shorts and like, that I won't go for someone's dinner at their house. Ah, I would change. Yeah. So there were a few things that we had to change. Yeah. And I'm happy with the change. But the whole core is still there. Yeah, yeah. The core is there. Are you looking forward to the release? Like, yeah, yeah. Because I think that will also get you Arab, you know, people who read Arabic yeah, and, and will I'm, diversify your audience. And it's coming. Tale of Tala is going to come later as well in more languages. And nice. And French, French. French yeah. and, so I'm excited because I get to, you know, reach more readers. And How, where does family fit in all this, Shaky, for you? Um, I was at my brother's wedding in Bahrain. Oh, blessings. Mabrog. Yeah. <laughs> okay, nice. I'm already married. Oh, you're married. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, family is important. Like, okay. I grew up a big part of my life on my own, away from my family. Mm. But again, if we go back to my generation's time, luckily we live at a time where there's phone and FaceTime. Yes, and yes. I talk to my brothers all the time. I talk to my mother all the time. I talk to my father. We're spread around the world. Like everyone lives somewhere else now. And this is maybe part of our Palestinian identity. Yeah. But no, it's very important to keep family close because they are, it's their family. Do you feel that if you have a voice, it's a duty to reflect what you're doing, like a positivity thing? Like, if you have a platform, which mm -hmm. you do, what I don't like to use that word, the influencer, I quote... Um, Everyone uh, in the world today is an influencer, really. Yeah, exactly, 100%. Yeah, last night I was coming, honestly, I was coming into the hotel, the bellboy, he carried my bag, and for like the entire day, I was struggling with this bag to carry it. Okay. And then he just carried it from one side on one side and lifted it. He influenced my life. He, he made me yeah. feel dumb, which is what influencers but are. But wow, I mean, yeah, I mean, exactly. I like to use a, a word that was done by Aida um, uh, Saidi. She's an amazing personality. Uh, she uses key opinion leader. Key opinion leader. So somehow I like that. I mean, you know, the use of influencer. But anyway, you have a power. Do you think it's a duty that you must reflect Positivity or no? Because some people not positivity, no. Like positivity, absolutely not. I okay. reflect, like I reflect myself. Okay. When you follow my, for example, Instagram stories or anything, yeah. there are times that are sad. There are times that are happy. There so, are times that are exciting. So, there are times I reflect it as it is, which I feel appropriate of sharing. Like, because what are these platforms? It's like having a friend yeah. that you can talk to yeah. and share things with and listen to and blah. so yeah. So it depends. But a duty to share positivity. No. no, a duty to raise awareness about certain issues. Yeah, I'm passionate about the displacement, about refugees, about youth, about young writers. Yeah. So that is my duty to use these platforms to empower or to raise awareness or to share or to all these things. Yeah, this is my duty. Yeah, I, I feel I could talk to you for really three, four hours minimum. But and then I'll miss I my know. flight. Or and yeah, and then, but then, yeah, <laughs> so, um, do you listen to music when you write? Yeah. Like what kind of music you listen to? I love Elisa. I love Oh, Arabic. okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I love Arabic. I know, shout out to Elisa recently. She, uh, I mean, she told the world that she had breast cancer. And yeah, she that went was, through it. That was a very, very powerful move. 
powerful, I, and I love listening to her music. That's I amazing. I'm gonna play some music. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we, we, no, why joking. not? <laughs> you know, I've seen on TV that you might actually, if you did a movie, that you want her to play. No, that was a, <laughs> that was a sort of a joke. Okay, with that, okay. But that reporter <laughs> took it. No, what I like about her. Yeah. So I like listening to Elisa. I love listening to Trio Jubran, which is a, a band, a Palestinian band. Uh, oud players. To you, um, Gibran, yeah. Yeah, I love listening. Uh, who else? But why writing? Uh, very low in the background. Okay. And I'll tell you something like sometimes there's a song that I'll put on repeat. Okay. And it'll be playing on repeat for like 10 hours while I'm writing one song. Really? Yeah. Like right now, I'm listening to a song called Al Mehfi. To for, for Elisa. For Elisa. Okay. Elisa, yeah. It was on repeat last night at 5 it's on in repeat. the morning. Yeah. Wow. Elisa, you got a fan. I'm sure she knows that already. <laughs> who from the writers in you inspires you? I like a lot Paulo Coelho. Yes. Especially his earlier books. I yeah. really like, uh, I like how he does like sort of Yeah, I can see how you inspired. Pilgrimage yeah. and like, I love Edward Said, Allah Yeah. Especially when he wrote the memoir, when he wrote uh, Out of Place. Mm. I, wow. But yeah, I, I read too. I read by a lot of people. And The first word uh, in the Quran, uh, Iqra. Iqra. Yeah. Uh, read. But sadly, I mean, I'll be very realistic here. Sadly, Arab world, I'm one of them. We don't like read. Again, I can't generalize. Can but I just yeah, sure. a little bit up? Up, up, sure. Yeah, Yalla, you. we're good. That's what we do. Buckle up, man. Perfect. Yeah? Yeah. You're good? Okay. <laughs> it's like an oven here. But... Yeah, it is hot. <laughs> Crazy hot. Uh, we're good? Yeah. Perfect. So, I mean, when it comes to that, Mm -hmm. What are we able to do to make reading cool, like at least for the kids? Because I did an experiment mm -hmm. about a year ago. I've asked, you know, few people about who Nizar Qabani was. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know, ages, like young ages, 15, 16, mm -hmm. 17. None of them, like one out of 10 knew them. So again, we can't generalize, but mm -hmm. we don't read. Yeah, we do have a reading issue. Yeah. But, and this is not me being positive or trying to be optimistic yes, yes. or anything. But from what I noticed is, it's not only, like every writer, your job is not only to write today. Your job is to write, your job is to make Keep your writing. book cool. Even if your book is whatever about, your job is to market your book. We have, as writers, we have the duty and we have the responsibility to make people read our books. Yeah. When, when you're a musician, when yeah. you make a song, you want people to hear it, you want people to repeat it. You want. So I think in writing, it was more associated with, like if you look at technology, it went whoop, like this so, and for writing the literature world it went like turtle steps and I yeah. think it needs to catch up yeah and with my experience when people tell me like Arabs don't read I say false you know you can talk to my publisher in the Middle East my books were the first edition was sold out mm. in for example in let's say Lebanon and people always said people in Lebanon don't read you'd be surprised how many times I get stopped at the airport or on the street, people wow. discussing Tala with me. Discussing Tala with yeah, me. Yeah. Where do we get that perception from that Arabs don't read? Like, well, <laughs> imagine now in Syria, a kid is like holding a book when it's bombing. Like, of course, we have issues. And when you mm. have issues, it's going to take you away from. Yeah. And this whole marketing campaign of Arabs don't read is, I think it's BS. Like, look at we are in Dubai right now. Yes. I've participated in the Emirates Literature Festival. Yeah. I am participating this year in the Sharjah Festi Literature yeah. Festival. As Arabs, we're doing a lot of efforts to revive that. And I will not allow someone who's a non-Arab to Perception. come to me and tell me Arabs don't read. It's like, no, Arabs are working on reviving, you know, the literature, everything. But we have been going through a lot. We've gone through wars, we've gone through conflicts. We gone, and we need time to like stand up on our feet. Man. 
And if someone has a problem with that, then you got to deal talk to me. with us. Yeah, deal with me. <laughs> deal with him. <laughs> wow. Man, seriously, Shakir, you're just uh, overall, uh, you're a beam of light yourself, mashallah. And what's next for you? Like, what are you? You're, you're flying home soon? Uh, uh, yeah, in a few hours I go to yeah. New York. I'm spending some time in New York and then nice. get ready for the launch of Tale of Tala Arabic. Okay. September 17th in Palestine I'll be launching. In Palestine? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've been writing for almost a month and a half. Okay. From Beirut and Morocco. A new story? Yeah, yeah. Can new you tell book. us anything about it? No. No? <laughs> He's a journalist. So, <laughs> cut the thing. No. It's no. Not, it's not <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been writing for a month and a half. I reached literally last night, I reached like half the book. Oh, sort wow. of the new book. So, okay. I was working like 10 to 12 hours Expecting every before night. Expecting before 2018 ends yet? No, 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 no. Well, okay. Not until. There's a lot of research yeah. involved okay. in yeah, this. Yeah, of course. A lot I know of places uh, I want to travel two to. Years? Two and a half, yeah. yeah. So this one will take the same probably. Probably okay. by 2020 it will be out. But the structure of the book, of the story is there. Very important subject. Very daring. Very few people know about it. That he's not telling us about. Last night I was with a friend and who's uh, here in Dubai TV and yeah. we're just having... Um, I just showed the picture. Oh, cool. What's his name, Khalid? Uh, Khalid, yeah. Khalid, yeah. Khalid. Big up to him. And uh, we were just ha having dinner and I told him because about the story. And nice. He's like, oh boy. So I was like, yeah, that's the reaction I want from people. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Wow, big up. Shakir, again, it's been amazing having you buckle up. You're someone who, Thank again, you. I look up to, seriously, and I use buckle up sometimes to get closer to the people that inspire me and uh, if there's anything you'd like tell to say. You, yeah, a sure. couple of things. I was telling my mother about that. I'm in Dubai and I'm going to see Big Hass. My brother. Um, buckle up and she's like, so he's going to be doing an interview while driving? I'm like, yeah. She's yeah. like, are you going to be safe? <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah. No way. <laughs> like, go on YouTube. Shout and out to mom, of and course. And now I tell your viewers, he's a, you're a really good driver while talking. And that's funny. <laughs> so that's, that's funny, yeah. No, but no, thank you for Habibi, for man. That's today. like, I feel I feel you are really uh, someone who, and, and you know what, مشكلة في العام العربي, we Arabs are a bit emotional, so that's why I keep saying, you know, you really impacted, you know, my life, even that's if you don't know I it. got this with me yeah. in case you make me cry. No, but for real, this is, we don't know the amount of impact mm -hmm. that we do for other people. That's why it's nice that you keep doing that because you have you. you have a following and, and it's a duty, like I said, for me, at least that you keep pushing the reality and keep pushing because whoever looks at your profile, man, the things you've done was amazing. So thank you. Um, big up to you. Thank you so much for being on Buckle thank Up, man. Thank you. Now drive safe. Now we're driving safe. <laughs> Peace and love, guys. Peace like and, and subscribe, all that good stuff. Shakir Khazal, follow him. What's your social media? Uh, Shakir Khazal, C-H-A-K-E-R-K-H-A-Z-A-A-M. Yeah, like he's Googleable, all that good yeah. stuff, you know. Instagram or Twitter? Uh, Instagram. Yeah. I, I, I used to be more Twitter, but Instagram is... I know. <laughs> yeah, Instagram is more like they're innovating so many new things. I'm loving it. Nice. Yeah. Peace and love, guys.